Hello, Iredell County Sheriff Darren Campbell, along with Matt Burleson here today. Gosh, it's hard to believe it's already Wednesday and we're already back that fast, Matt. Yes, it is. <laughs> that has been a week that flew by, even today. Today has been a whirlwind day. It seems like uh, uh, it just started and there's been a lot going on, and we are here. And now in our world, it seems like today's Monday, yesterday was Monday, and Monday was Monday. <laughs> and I just can't wait for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and Turkey Days mm-hmm. coming up next week. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, please uh, continue listening 100.7 FM or 105.9, or as always, listen to us on Facebook, share, mm-hmm. post, comment. Call in 704-873-1400. We'd love to hear from you for anything that we've got. I think today we're going to have a pretty cool show. We've got a lot of stuff. We sort of had to be fluid today, so we're going to do our press releases. So we're talking about the wrap-up of the deputy candidate program. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of different things, but around 3.30, hopefully at our 3.30 break, uh, former Speaker Pro Tem Patrick McHenry will be calling in. I know he, there's been a lot going on even since we spoke to him about right. a month ago, but he, he called and uh, – Asked to come on the show today, so we're going to do that. And I know there's some questions about some things, especially the Mayorkas vote, that uh, some people may want to ask. So feel free to call us in. I don't know how good we'll be on the, the taking calls, but we're going to try to take every call that comes in mm-hmm. wise here. So yep. just look for us at 3.30. Call your friend. Let them know. Text them. Yep. Uh, tune in. Follow us on Facebook. Or, yeah, we'll get us here. on Facebook. If we're if we're live with uh, uh, with Congressman McHenry, we'll, we'll, we'll see your comments on Facebook, and we'd love and to And that be may be the best way. May yes, just sir. shoot a comment on Facebook, and because we'll, mm-hmm. I don't know how the calls will do. It just depends on, on what everybody's doing I, right That's then, great, so. Sheriff. That's a great idea, yeah, because I think that's uh, probably what Joe would say. We've got a few lines here, but let's not put the congressman on hold to take a question. So he'll be live with us uh, if all goes well at 3.30, and then uh, we'll take any comments or anything on Facebook as well. So that we can do that. That'll be great. And if not, we'll revisit the questions, yep. mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll definitely try to get an answer. So, Matt, I guess, really, yes. it's been a week. Yesterday, it seems like we had a reported plane crash in Mooresville, which mm-hmm. ended up on the lake, yeah. which I think I got a pitch from my lake patrol with the boat was doing touch-and-goes, which was a water plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a lake patrol boat stop an airplane, but it happened on the lake yesterday. I mean, we've got that new vessel, and that, 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 I don't— <laughs> Could you could you launch the drone from the boat and go after? No, okay, all right, I guess. No, not. better not. I'm <laughs> sure we can watch it, but uh, yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. you know when we when we get those reports, you know, it's hard to track down a plane like that. Right. So, not that we haven't. It's, it's, I hate to say that we've got to talk about, it, but if you ever do see anything like that, mm-hmm. try to remember the location, try to keep uh, visual contact, and that would help yesterday because what happened was they lost contact, so we ended up calling Charlotte, Lake Norman Air, and finally ended up calling oh, wow. Atlanta Control who was able to help us with that, but the patrol guys found it before everybody. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a crash and they figured it out, but, but do you remember years back, Sheriff, when there was the plane that crashed? Uh, the, our Lake Patrol unit, it was um, Jim Elmore. Uh, he had a photo on his phone from the, uh, that remember that big 20-inch screen yeah, depth right. finder where he it, it showed the plane, the graphics and the L, L, LCD screen. The plane was still wing up on the ground mm-hmm. like that, and so... Uh, yeah, that's a, it's amazing the technology. Yes, sir. And you know, we've got it. So, and that's another thing you're talking about a lake patrol, and we'll get off of that real quick. But you know, we've got a new vessel that's coming online, mm-hmm. which was part of our appropriations out of the General Assembly mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. We finally got it back with backlogs and COVID backlogs. So, it's going through test phase and break in now at the lake, and you'll see it probably within the next two to three weeks. We'll be answering routine patrol right. calls. Right. And and I know the lake's not getting bigger, but really it is because there's more and more. Uh, the shoreline stays the same, but it seems like there are more and more piers. There's more and more people. And then, ultimately, way more boats. And more and more activities. Right, exactly. Yep, yep. With the activities that are going on, I know uh, 
uh, kind of a, a, a touchy subject, but those rentals, those people that come in, they're they're from out of state, wherever. But you know, you've got uh, you've got boat rentals, not just the the home rentals, but you got those out there. And these folks are uh, they're using the waterway along with everyone else. And we just want to make sure that we have a presence out there. You know, the sheriff's got got uh, uh, the deputies out there on the water to take those emergency calls. You know, just like uh, you know, first responders, they're there. They're there yeah. first. Yeah, the lake's a huge. I mean, that's a huge concentration of mm-hmm. people on the lake and you mm-hmm. mix water lake and boats and of course alcohol and everything else that goes mm-hmm. along with especially mm-hmm. warmer weather and hopefully that'll that'll die off a little bit over the winter time right but still got to watch out for our fishermen and everything right fishermen yeah there'll be fishermen there. and hunters it's hunting season too absolutely so hey we got to say hats off to yep. everybody that sent the kind of emails for uh we had alex last week and chad some of our new deputy oh, candidates yeah, yeah. On, on last week and we got a lot of uh Viewers. A lot of good emails, a lot of viewers that was on, a lot of uh, comments. So right, right. they they definitely appreciate it. And believe me, they 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 look at that stuff yeah. as well as all the other deputies. And uh, I think you've wrapped up. Before we go to break, I guess we we've got to go to break pretty quick, about four yeah. minutes. Yeah. But we can talk a little bit about the deputy candidate program. Right, right. And if mm-hmm. they didn't, how many we had, which was the oh, it, it was it was this is the most we've had. This is the largest turnout for the deputy pro- deputy candidate. It was fifty two. Was the final count. 52 applicants yep. for our deputy candidate program, and That's we've got correct. two, maybe three positions. Yes, that is correct. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, and, and two, maybe three. But, but you know, these folks, it's a great opportunity, just like you when you talk with Alex and Chad last week. Uh, you know, they went through this, the, the similar type program or same program. It gives you the opportunity to get into this career. Uh, you know, you know you're going to go forward with it. You, you're actually, you know, you are going to school as an employee. That's right. So you're, you're doing homework and you're doing coursework, but the boss is depending on you to do well. And then you've got that job lined up for you when you come out. You know, you're going, I know I saw Alex this week. She's, uh, she's working with the investigator. She's with CID. You know, I was going to say that. I did see her this week. She's assigned. We talked last week about field training officer and they go through different divisions. Mm-hmm. So you know what she got to do yesterday, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, well, I know yesterday was a, a we did, day. and we'll get yeah. into that a little bit of the press mm-hmm. release. But Alex, and I can go ahead and say Alex got to go to our first uh, in CID, I think our second day or maybe mm-hmm. our first day, got to go to to participate in an autopsy. autopsy. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Which is part of Criminal Investigation Division, especially working with our homicide unit right. and uh, right. those things. And we'll get into that just in a little bit. Yep. But if anybody did not make, and we'll, we'll hit the press when we come back mm-hmm. real quick from break, but mm-hmm. if you did not make the deputy candidate program, all hope's not lost. Obviously, oh, no. if you're certified, Mm-hmm. Still apply for any yes, position we have yes. if we advertise them, and also if you're going to BLET, or you're not just quite ready to to leave the job you're at. Why mm-hmm. you go to BLET? Mm-hmm. We will also do anything we can for sponsorship. Which, yep. if yeah. we do a sponsorship, what does that mean? So, for so the sponsorship, sheriff. Uh, you know, when we have those applicants that we want to make sure we get them, you know, on the right track going, we look at them, we review their background, we make sure they're hireable. Now that doesn't mean we're going to hire them. That just means they're hireable. That they, they, they would be a good fit in law enforcement. And with that, they're able to take that sponsorship, that uh, your name on that letter, back to the agency or back to the, the college you're going through, which, you know, Mitchell Community College, our local one here, and that's going to end up waiving their tuition. Now, it's not going to be free because there's still books and materials and uniforms and other stuff, but it waves their, their, their it waves that tuition and gives them, that, again, that just little leg up. You know, it's not the it's not the head start that we're putting them through with the candidate program, but it gets them started. It gets them in the right direction. So, And it was sure helped me because when I went through, I worked a full-time job and mm-hmm. then went to school at night. 
mm-hmm. and had to pay for my tuition and everything. Mm-hmm. So the sponsorship would have sure helped. But it's it's a, it's a great. And we've got some. Don't mean to cut you off there, but you, you were just talking about the people that could apply. We can take you in our detention center. Um, actually, you know, starting right away. Good record, uh, good background. Do that application if you're looking for a career with that as as well, or or something you want to try out before coming out to patrol. You, know, you can you can apply to be a detention officer, and those uh, those positions are offers open as well. And those civilian mm-hmm. good background and Absolutely. everything you check for mm-hmm. that. So there's there's always hope to get in the door, and mm-hmm. uh, you know a long career, good career, and uh, you know I think we'll be happy. Well, listen, we're going to take a break. I think mm-hmm. we'll be back in about two minutes, mm-hmm. and we'll come back and hit our press releases real quick and lead us into Representative McHenry coming on. Welcome back, everyone, on The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty. Uh, we are here live in studio with Sheriff Campbell and Joe's over there, and I'm Captain Matt. We're uh, taking your text, or excuse me, taking your text on Facebook, uh, and I see Sissy uh, <laughs> Odalita said, Hola Caballeros, Sheriff and Captain. So I think same is, same back at you. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was Taco Tuesday. That was when uh, we had those uh, uh, delicious tacos down in Lee Pueblo. Uh, but hola, back to you. And uh, we've got a great opportunity today for you guys to listen in to uh, Congressman McHenry. Uh, he will be coming on with us at three thirty. The sheriff's been in contact with him several times the last uh, few weeks, and, and just recently uh, was able to get him um, uh, get him to call in. So we're we're looking forward to that. Guys, if you have any calls now, you can reach us at 873-1400, 704-873-1400. And uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you, take your questions until 3.30. <coughs> and then we got a bigger name on the other line, quite frankly, for sure. So, um, so Sheriff, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the candidate program. We were talking about the opportunities uh, for employment here. Um, we've been busy, though. As you said, yesterday was... Uh, uh, was quite a busy day, and we released that information on uh, on Facebook today. One of those things, and and sent that out to the news. Re- I know you had a, a couple of uh, uh, news reporters that you talked to, and we had an incident yesterday uh, of first degree murder, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, turned out to be a domestic violence situation, um, and uh, <coughs> and it was. Uh, uh, Which is sad. Elderly it, individual. Absolutely, a 60, 69 year old uh, man and his sixty eight year old wife. Um, and this happened over at 141. Oh, hey, wow, we got us a caller. Thank you, caller. Go ahead. You are on the good, the bad, and the guilty with Sheriff Campbell. Hello. Well, thanks for, thanks for taking my call. This is Chris, and I just heard y'all state that uh, Patrick McHenry is going to be on y'all. So y'all may yep. want to ask him a question when he comes on. Why did he vote not to get rid of my orca. Hey, if you it listen to one of the hates that did that. Yep, uh, him and I believe yep. Virginia Fox, others. I think that's a question. I'm yeah. sure, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what I was saying earlier. That is one of the questions we will entertain when we mm-hmm. come Please. on here. And uh, yes, sir, sure will. Thank yep, thank you, Chris. I appreciate everything y'all do, Darren. Hey, I'll have a good day. Hey, yes, thank sir. you, Chris. Right, bye bye. Well, that's what we're talking about right there. You just ask for a caller, and you ask for uh, tell them that the McHenry's going to be on, and we already got a question for him. So uh, excellent. So. Uh, what I was saying is 141 West Idle Circle. Uh, there was a, a the, the crime scene was was located there. Uh, Mr. Tyson 
had uh, taken his wife to Ida Memorial Hospital, um, and she had succumbed to her injuries. Uh, she uh, she was taken to the hospital as a result of an assault. Uh, the assault was uh, perpetrated by her husband at that residence at 141 West Idle Circle. Um, lots of investigation had had, had ensued. Uh, obviously, crime scene were there at the scene. Detectives, witnesses, neighbors, lots of interviews. Homicide team that you've talked about before. Uh, they they happen to be on the scene as well. So and don't forget the hospital staff. They recognize because otherwise, you know, a lot of people. A lot of times we're we're called. What you would think a homicide? Right. You go to a shooting. And somebody's mm-hmm. dead. And we process. And that's not mm-hmm. what happened this time. This time, actually, our suspect, our alleged suspect, took the victim to the hospital. Right. And presented her for medical care. The medical care through their training and experience knew exactly mm-hmm. what they contacted us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in first they called states. Well, I think they referred to us. I can't remember. But either way, mm-hmm. and our patrol guys responded. Investigators got involved. We activated our homicide team crime scene, executed search warrants, and was able to ultimately make an arrest as of late yesterday. Right. We had him in custody originally right. mm-hmm. on the domestic side, but till we right. can go to autopsy and find out everything, we've, we've got to have a cause of death or something. So... We did file murder charges last night against this individual, and he's currently at the jail, and I believe under a no bond. I didn't yes, look, but I'm it sure is it's under no bond. bond. That is correct, sir. Yep. And I, I won't say, Matt, this this is one of those that you know the press has obviously seen it, and we we, we try to be very respectful of uh, the family in any right. kind of these cases. We got to remember it, and or right. the victim. I guess that's the best thing, victim and their family. But you know, this was her horrific type thing because mm-hmm. uh, you know she she sustained other injuries such as broken bones prior right. to a a strangulation death is what ultimately right. the cause of death according to the ME. So. You know, just point that out. That's yeah, bruises, broken bones. I mean, uh, there was obviously evidence of the domestic assault, which is, like you said, uh, the reason for him being inhaled uh, pending this investigation. And, and I know you mentioned, too, about the autopsy. Um, you know, she had uh, she, she was had presented past there at the hospital. You're right. The hospital did a great job alerting us, making making us aware of that. And, and again, that's evidence, too, whatever is that, that um, at the you know, as they present or the body clothes, anything like that, all that is evidence as well. Well, they're the experts and they got to retain. They understand where we're at. But the biggest thing is I want people to understand also, not just this, but then surrounding this case. If you ever see something you think may or may not be domestic violence, you know, reach out. I mean, not a lot of people would have thought a 67-year-old victim and a 69-year-old man would be in the middle of a domestic abusive. And, you that brings me back to the thought of, you know, working with the schools and stuff in years past. Uh, you'll have some ER staff that have a uh, young man or uh, woman presented with, you know, they fell off their bicycle, uh, broke their arm. But then those those medical professionals can look and see that that's a, uh, a, a twist fracture from from a parent or someone grabbing them. I, I say parent in any type of situation. So that's an assault. They didn't fall down. So, you know, this particular situation, the victim couldn't speak for herself. But many times victims cannot speak for themselves and we rely on those those hospital staffs to speak up for them to make that call well they have they have great training obviously they're Mm -hmm. they're the experts in their field we depend on what they tell us Mm -hmm. and you know obviously that's held up in the court of law for years and years and years and years Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. you know hats off to the investigators the patrol guys crime scene the er people everybody Mm -hmm. the medical professional that work together to give this woman well, I guess to give this family a yeah, tad family. bit of clue. I mean, yeah, we're, grand, grandparents. I know I heard from a, yeah. a grandson on the phone today. So, you know, grandparents and, and um, you know, it's just tough whole situation all the way around to go through. But, uh, um, yeah, that's grandma. You know, that's the reason we have a domestic violence unit. I don't that's know right. if anybody would have ever seen this in the past, but I got a feeling this didn't just start this weekend. Mm-hmm. This has been ongoing. And, uh, right. 
you know, tragic, tragic outcome right. to this to this relationship. And, and, uh, and you know, we've you know. had uh, and I know one of the, the lead detectives on this was uh, Sergeant Patrick Dixon, who had been here before uh, twice here before. I remember with uh, Chief uh, Hamby talking about the need for reporting. And that, the, you know, there's no negative connotation with coming forward and saying, I need help or, you know, I think something's wrong. You know, yep. what can you do to to, uh, to help me out here? And that's um, that's what we want. That's the message we want to send. And if and if the victim doesn't feel like speaking for themselves and you're a family member, a neighbor, friend, church goer, speak up for them. Yeah. Let and listen, know. you can do it. Not. We have that. Yep. Yep. You, you can, can send information anonymously. I promise you we will follow up on it. So right. mm-hmm. enough about that. Thoughts yes. and prayers with yes. the rest of the family yes. And, yes. and our victim. But let's let's move. I know there's too many names to list, so that'll be the surprise we're going to post on a, a huge, huge methamphetamine <laughs> conspiracy and drugs. And I'll just give you the weight of it. You've got about, mm-hmm. I can't remember how many, about 10 or 11 people that was arrested in this. Yep. But mm-hmm. while, you're, while you're counting those, you know, this come out to be almost 1,900 grams of crystal methamphetamine, cocaine, street value of $95,000 in drugs, U.S. currency, marijuana. Eleven individuals was charged in a, con- a combined bond amount of nearly $10.5 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a local case that that's we did. It. Us and the SBI State Bureau mm-hmm. Investigation, which right. works great with us, these individuals based pre- pretty much out of the Statesville. Right. But they had tentacles reaching into different counties, Love mm-hmm. Valley, mm-hmm. I know Mooresville. So I think I think it's like I told you yesterday. This is uh, you know we want to make sure we continue to send the message to drug dealers and those that would want to. This is not a safe place nor profitable. If you're a drug dealer, we're going to do everything we can, right? We right. can to come and get you. Yeah, your up. comment. This will have an immediate and long-lasting effect on the drug trade in our county, surrounding counties, areas. Uh, this is a testament to the hard work of our detectives and relationship with our agencies. And then, as you say, we will continue to send the message. Our county is not a safe or profitable place to sell drugs because we will continue to target these See, you were impressed. I roast that in cursive yesterday, yeah. and you could actually I, I, read and it. I was able, you know I got every word down. Look at that. Yep. Even put it in italic on the uh, news release there. But, just I was I was impressed when I seen those those first two bonds, uh, $6 million dollars. Uh, or six and a half million dollars, well, and three I million some dollars. Of, we'll, we'll have yep. the names a little bit later, but six point five million, mm-hmm. three million uh, active warrants, which outstanding three hundred thousand, hundred forty thousand in custody. One at Department of Corrections, mm-hmm. another thirty, thirty, fifteen, four fifty, and a two uh, twenty thousand dollars secured bond. And mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, they're again going by. Some people say, well, you know, bond what it. Bond is to ensure an appearance in court. Right. But bond is also to protect the community from somebody committing mm-hmm. certain crimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and so uh, not getting into too much detail, I know you, you don't want to say too much about what these narcotic guys do. I mean, I don't know all they do, but some of their surveillance techniques, some of their um, uh, ways that they get their information, obviously it starts with community tips and community information. And so this residence at 110 Raleigh Street, uh, 110 East Raleigh Street in, uh, in Statesville, uh, Raleigh Avenue, 110 East Raleigh Avenue. Uh, the residence of Mr. William T. Miller, 53-year-old black male there. And uh, and these individuals that came and gone, came and gone over uh, uh, the period of the month of July were all uh, trafficking amount of methamphetamine. These were the, the dealers going back to their distributor, and that's why he got that $6.5 million Well, bond. and yep. Captain Captain Hawkins was here. We talked about how low the price of preliminal methamphetamine. And mm-hmm. that's one thing with the, the congressman coming on. I'm sure he'll speak of it. Mm-hmm. We'll ask mm-hmm. him. You know, we know, and I hate to go back to it, but it's bec- the low price points on narcotics is allowing anybody to get in the drug trade. Right. And when you're buying drugs for less than, you know, a little over $200 an ounce, which that's unbelievable. So that just shows the vast amount that's 
But where are they coming from? They're coming from the. They're coming they're from the coming border. border they exactly. They don't, they don't. I'm. I'm sure some comes in on a boat somewhere, but very, very few. <laughs> no, and, no, and, and yeah. you know, we go back to it. And and I know we're not Texas, and I'm not Arizona. And right. believe me, I corrected myself after last week. I called Nevada a uh, border state. I not. I did not mean Nevada. Mm-hmm. I'm in Arizona. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, all through there. So so, you know, well, and, and I know uh, we were just talking the other day, Sheriff, about the uh, the border crisis. There's crises in these communities, in these towns, that one little town that stated a uh, was the Eagle Pass. Eagle, Eagle Pass, six thousand in a day. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, state of emergency declared by their their government. We sure got a lot more media traction when they got to problem in New York. But, you mm-hmm. know, when they was yeah. up there. So. We will be back. We will hopefully be back in about, I believe, about three minutes. And hopefully we'll have Congressman on the phone with his schedule, see if he can call in. So we'll see you back here in just a few minutes. Welcome back. I love that ring back there. That's good. That's good. That's to uh, Chief Hamby. No, he likes that weird little... Yeah, Alfred yeah. Hitchcock stuff. Yeah, that's that stuff, yeah. So, uh, welcome back here. We are live on Facebook looking at your comments. Uh, we were taking your phone calls, but we've, uh, we're have we now we're holding the phone lines open for Congressman McHenry to... Uh, well, if they call first, we can answer them. we make him hold on just make a him, Yeah, just hold, Congressman. We'll be with you in a moment. Hey, he'll understand. <laughs> hey, listen, he, he, he would perfectly understand yep. that. But well, that's, And that's the thing. I think he just told you that he was busy right now. And <coughs> no, no, he's be, just yeah. wrapping up another interview, okay. and I'm sure they've got, and, uh, you know, like I said, it'll be a lot easier if people. I know it's a little bit more uncomfortable. Well, it's not calling, but just shoot mm-hmm. us a text. Right. I'm yep. sorry, a a comment, and yep. we can hopefully yep. address that. And I know one question Chris wanted me to ask, and I'll be glad to ask that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yep. what, while we're waiting on him, let's let's uh, you know give him a little bit of credit where credits due. You know, he just right. come off serving a tough time. He is the chair of the Financial Services Committee, which a lot of people may not know that's a big thing in mm-hmm. D.C. Mm-hmm. Patrick's been in office. A long time and does right. a lot back locally. In fact, he was here. You spoke to him with yep. me Saturday. Yep, he was uh, here. So we've done a lot. And I know that when he was the uh, former, I guess, the Speaker Pro Tem, which I guess former Speaker Pro Tem, mm-hmm. you know, that was a tough time because October the 7th is when, you know, Hamas entered Israel. Mm-hmm. And we have talked not maybe specifically about that there, but border security and things that we we are doing here. Right. And before I forget it, tomorrow night, I believe at 7 p.m., I will be at Twisted Oak speaking on this issue for the right. Republican women. So if yep. anybody wants to come out, usually yep. I don't, but us doing that, and it's a, it seems to be a hot-button issue. Mm-hmm. So as we've done some of our research, you know, I did not know our federal government does not give basically if they're terrorists. They have terrorist watch lists, and I was reading this earlier, but they won't tell you how many they got that's actually on the terrorist watch list. <laughs> They got it, but they won't tell you. And I can tell you, it's kind of like the sex offender. Well, they won't tell you who they're. We we, we tell you who they are, where they are, where they live. That's your government, remember. So, (laughs) but you know, just from talking, and and, you know, we'll we'll address a little bit of this on here. But you know, you know, you heard me speak about Sheriff Wilmot and Mark Lamb and some of those Mm -hmm. Arizona that I serve on the National Border Security Committee. So we get a lot of that information. And just now, up to this point, we're looking at over eight million entries in the last couple of years. And uh, you hate to say it, but you think about over eight million. I, I, I was looking at over 560,000 pounds That's of the one they know are coming in here illegally. What about what they don't know? That's, I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't, that's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, just, just to put a little 
a little bit of perspective. So mm-hmm. while, while And, you know, it affects everyone. I mean, even though we're not hearing about or we're not seeing what Hamas's effect here, I mean, it's in some of the schools. One of the schools had uh, uh, had some questions. One of the schools down in Mooresville had some questions about some of the stuff that was happening. Um, I know just, I mean, my mother-in-law, she lives with us, and she's like, hey, be careful when you're going out there. I mean, I, people sit and they watch the news and they see what's going on, and it's not always the news that – that, that, that should be portrayed. It's it's a fear factor. Well, it's it's also very a lot of times left leaning. And, yes. and and I'll tell you, we worked a case yesterday. We did a large currency seizure yesterday off mm-hmm. our interstate. Mm-hmm. This guy was a national. I won't say from what country right. because I know he's tied up. We're working with the FBI on it. Mm-hmm. He's been warning now, but we know for a fact that he's been in and out of our southern border numerous times. Right, right. Numerous times. He's a nationalist. Yep. So meaning that and he the is money. He is from there. Oh, we've got a phone call. Hello, you are on the good, the bad, and the guilty. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Congressman. Henry. Hello, Congressman. Hey, doing well. Glad we were just sitting here doing a little bit of bragging about you for a little bit before you got on. I hope your ears wasn't burning. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I'm a little late. No, no, no. Hey, listen, we understand. We got we got people. You're on here with uh, myself, obviously, and Matt Burleson, who's a captain. I don't know if you've been on the radio with Matt before, but we do yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. the the, the – uh, the offer to come on the show. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were just talking about a huge conspiracy case. We just deal with methamphetamine. And uh, I was sort of alluding to the fact that now, even on the streets, and I think we talked a little bit about this Saturday evening. We did. It, we did. And it was great seeing you, hey, at the convention. Great seeing you. Great turnout. I'd probably say, good gosh, 300 people there. Yeah, that was that was a busy one there. And it was late. Well, we were there for like three hours, three and a half hours. I don't know how long y'all was there. I was <laughs> there about two hours. Uh, you left early. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, don't worry. I, hey, I got my vote in. Yep. But, but hey, taking the time and the people that's interested, I know we talk about a lot this, but or a lot about this. But, you know, just like we was on the show, we talking about the uh, we had a case, and I was just talking about this, where methamphetamine now, the price point for us, even on the street, is about $200 an ounce, down from about 1000 And we know that because of supply and demand crossing our southern border. And I think you've been a huge advocate for securing our borders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and look, I mean, this administration has been a complete failure with border policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the president's the driver of this stuff, of bad policy. He rolled back all the all the good policy changes President Trump made at the southern border that helped secure the southern border. That's before you even talk about the wall and, and the debate about the wall. And I, I understand that Democrats don't want to build a wall. Um, but you need to then secure the border so that you don't you know who's coming and going at, at, across our borders period um, number one and number two you got to know what's coming across our borders so we can stop uh, drugs and illegal drugs coming across our, our southern border and illegal things coming mm-hmm. into our economy mm-hmm. um, we got Republicans so mad that they want to impeach the the chair of the homeland uh, the Department of Homeland Security uh, Mayorkas and uh, we had a vote on this this week, and look, I think you got to go make a big case here. And if the House is going to indict, which is a vote to impeach, uh, the Senate has to try. Well, we got to make sure we lay out all these facts of of his malfeasance and high crimes and misdemeanors that he is uh, he has conducted uh, while overseeing the most porous border 
that we've ever had in the United States. So we got we got a big big work to do. And I I, I said the Homeland Security Committee's got to go do their work to make sure the American people know who Mayorkas is and what he's done and their bad policies and the cost it's it, it's creating our communities. And and so um, that's that's it's a, a big thing that we had to uh, vote on this week among other things. You know, that's a great point. That was one of the questions. that We had a caller just prior to, and, and, and we will get in there. And one thing you was talking about a little bit, you went back to prior border policies. You know, I hear a lot about, you know, take Trump, whoever prior. You know, they said they wasn't going to help build the – Mexico was not going to build the wall. Well, best I can remember when I was there, they had 23,000 to 26,000 regular Army Mexican soldiers helping guard that, ball, mm-hmm. that, that wall. And that comes mm-hmm. with a, a cost. And it also comes with security to the American side because of what we're seeing now with our human traffickers and everything. But they are no longer there. And that's a lot of the reason I believe we're seeing a lot of this. So, and I'm sure, I'm sure you see that as well. It's a, it's a big part of it. And so, you know, I, I, people have asked me about this vote that I had on my Orcas. Uh, and look, if, if we uh, have a committee process to impeach Joe Biden, we should have the same committee process to impeach anybody else. Um, and we haven't done the work. This Republican Congress has not made the case for border security sufficiently. And it is a huge political winner because people understand the cost in our communities. And so we've got to make sure that people hear this front and center and know not only do Republicans care about border security, we do, but we've got policies that will fix the problem, not just wag our finger and say we're going to build a wall. No, it's everything else that comes with that. We've got to go make this the big national debate, not some secondary thing, uh, and not doing a, a vote in, it, uh, it, you know, without considering this and making sure the American people know what we're doing and are behind our proposal. And, Congressman, I think that's just a lot like uh, what we would ask in a criminal case. We need to have all the evidence. We need to have the best case put together before we go out here. And just let somebody off. We obviously, you know, we know, we all know that Mayorkas and and they're not doing their job as far as curbing illegal immigration, and it's having an effect on our communities and our community safety. And I, I and I admire the fact that you want to get the evidence. We don't want to just go out here. You're right. You can go impeach. I'm tired of hearing the word impeach through around a and lot. That, that's what I was going to say, Sheriff. He had said that at the convention. You know, he wants to make sure that an impeachment is a real impeachment. If we've got that, we're going to go get that. Yeah, we mm-hmm. want to stick, and I think right. mm-hmm. I think that's what I think that's what it. anybody that understands I think they would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other thing: the reason why people are throwing around impeachment, we got Republicans throwing around impeachment, is because they did it to Trump twice. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to learn I don't want to learn bad behavior from Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. And that's what we have Republicans doing is listening to this bad behavior and saying, well, yeah, we'll just impeach him. Well, hold on a second. You go make your case that it's high crimes and misdemeanors. And they certainly did do that against Trump. Um, and they, they've cheapened this thing so it's something you just throw around. It's much it's much too serious to just let them play some political game with us. Yes. Hey, Congressman, would you mind holding on for about two minutes? We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back up as long as you can stay, probably about another seven to eight minutes, if that would work. Would that work for you? Do you have time? I mean, we'll be right we'll be right back in just a second.
All right. Thank you. We are in studio. We are live. Joe just brought us back in. Uh, we have Congressman McHenry on the phone, and uh, we just appreciate him calling in. And, and hey. go ahead and continue with that thought. Hey, they sort of yeah. got buy one, get one free this time. You got to listen in the commercial. If he's yes. on Facebook, we, oh, figured yes. out, we figured out how to, to have the conversation through Facebook. So. We want you to listen to WSIC, but we want you to go check us out on Facebook and stay on there as well. So you can watch it again. That's perfect. Again. It's a good twofer. And you yes. guys are, you, you know how to get out get out the word. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I, I wish other folks did that. And frankly, uh, Darren, Sher- Sheriff Campbell, I, I, I think I'm... <laughs> Darren's fine. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think um, people need to understand what you've been doing, too, because, you know, you, you're traveling the state as head of the Sheriff's Association. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And that helps us with um, with law enforcement, criminal law, uh, at the state legislature, with the governor, with the attorney general, with everybody in Raleigh, and then across the 100 counties of the district it's, it, it, of the state. It's an awesome thing, and I'm glad you're doing that. And it's a real, it's a real um, feather in the calf of Iredell County, and uh, incredible you're willing to, to take that massive effort for us. Well, I appreciate your kind words. I've really enjoyed it so far. I do know it's paid. We, we do uh, some death-by-distribution cases right. and got an opportunity to send a guy down to meet with uh, – our attorney general, uh, suddenly we couldn't get the results back for two years, but within three days of the meeting, we got our it results happened. back mm-hmm. on a toxicology report. So hopefully that's we'll leverage. Mm-hmm. Hey, I tell you what, I never figured it'd work that quick. I, mm-hmm. And I told our, our narcotics guy, I said, you craved an audience. Well, he sure got one in Raleigh at the AG's office. So mm-hmm. went well, and hopefully that'll help back, not just us, but other local law enforcement. Now that the ME's officer returned our toxicologies and trying to help us make these cases to make sure that uh, these, these dealers understand that we're going to prosecute them. Mm-hmm. So, well, we've got about another probably five or ten minutes. I yep. know the big thing is nine, nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Off. Nine <laughs> minutes. So, Joe, correct me. Yeah. But everybody is probably excited and wants to know how it – well, of course, I don't know how it would have felt at the time, especially with what happened in Israel and everything, but you becoming speaker pro yes. tem. Mm-hmm. Well, that was – it's been a wild fall. <laughs> um, look, uh, you know, there's a group of eight Republicans that sided with all the Democrats and threw out our Republican speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Um, we've had wins all year um, in negotiating with the Senate, with the White House, all these Democrats in Washington. And we've uh, we've had a, a very successful year. And so um, – for for uh, eight Republicans to side with the Democrats, uh, it was shocking. And so, um, but in the event that anything happened to the speaker, the speaker creates a list uh, of folks that would fill in. And I was at the top of the list of uh, lucky you. That's a list you wow. like to be on. <laughs> it's like Santa Claus Christmas list. You've been on the nice or the naughty list. <laughs> I think it was probably naughty. Right? Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's well, like now somebody. You are. Um, <laughs> Well, somebody somebody saying to you, well, I, I've got a I got a mangy dog that keeps uh, causing problems, and uh, I I I can't keep them, so I've brought them to your house. They're mm-hmm. in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly a gift, um, but no. Look, I, it, it was it, it was an important time to have uh, tell build confidence that our institutions could work, that our house could work, um, and the way I I. I took my cues from the Constitution and the rules of the House, and that's how I acted, which said, we got to elect a speaker before we do anything else. And, um, and so I forced that decision and tried to lead people in a, uh, in a smart way as best I could to say, we got we to make the tough decision. And we did. It took us a while, 
but Mike Johnson uh, was our fifth choice. Um, but he is uh, he's got very high hopes among House Republicans that he will govern in a conservative way, and then we'll change the course of what's happening here in Washington. I hope we can do that, and uh, and I hope um, I hope he's successful, Speaker. Well, I think he's already fairly negotiated, and you probably, I'm sure you're there, that sort of the uh, debt limit that's coming up, and I think he's already been able to reach across and negotiate a term, and I may be speaking before I should, which it don't matter, I can talk about because I don't know anyway, but <laughs> from what I appear, he has been very well received on both sides. Being strong but stern but fair is is really what I'm seeing. Yes, and um, and look, uh, we, we haven't won a government shutdown. And, uh, and I think he did the right thing by saying, "Look, we we got to go negotiate from a position of strength." And I'm glad I'm glad he did. Uh, and look, we've got big things we got to go fight for: border security, funding our our most sacred ally in, in the world, and supporting them, supporting Israel in response to their terrorist attack that they mm-hmm. faced on on October seventh. And um, and I, I think we got we got big work to do. And and let's go fo- focus on the big work and not. Not these secondary things that they can get that um, that are just trivial. Go go focus on what's going to help people's lives. Well, and I think you're right. And we talk about the border, and people don't understand how impactful that is with drugs and narcotics and the gangs and the cartels and human trafficking and everything. How much that trickles down to us on the local level. So we know that, and I think most people, you know, that comes with your career repeat offenders and judges that seems to always, you know, I'll get in trouble for this, but it's the hug a thug program. I'm not mm-hmm. for that. I believe it. It's called it's called the criminal justice system, not the victim justice system, and that's the sheriff saying that, not right, Patrick right. McHenry. But mm-hmm. but it just seems that is the same ones that we deal with, not just here. I really shouldn't say here because we do have a good group mm-hmm. of people here. But I'm talking about statewide and national. We see it constantly. The career repeat offenders that's revictimizing our communities. And and look, the rule of law matters, and having good people that are willing to follow the follow our laws. Uh, and enforce them, it, make our communities so much better. That means you can look. It, it's 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 the first order business. If you don't feel safe and secure, you can't invest money. You can't go create jobs. You can't go have a job. You can't go to school. You can't go focus on bettering yourself if you don't feel safe. And so that that's the first first um, order business for the government is make sure that people feel safe so that they can prosper. That's sort of what and, we um, – oh, sorry. I'm grateful. I was going to say that's the sheriff's mission statement, to make Iredo County uh, a place, a great safe place to live, work, and raise a family. Well, I sort of got yep. in trouble last week, Congress, when I told – I told we talked to elected officials, and I said the citizens of this county or state is never going to feel – we should never feel comfortable in our elected positions unless they feel safe in their living room chair. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Exactly. And, and, you know, the, before you come on, Congressman, we were talking about this big meth conspiracy that, uh, you know, the, the, the detectives and, and the agency work with others to, to make sure they target this over $10.5 million worth of bond for 11 folks. Uh, that's that's sending the right example or sending the right message. Uh, we're going to target, Sheriff's going to target these career repeat offenders, and, you know, it's a laser-focused target because there's a nexus to other crimes. So just like you said, Congressman, with what you've got – the main goals that you're you're handling up there for us in D.C. We appreciate you concentrating on those instead of possibly like the current admission administration says, look over here while we're doing this over here. Yeah. Well, and Congressman, I was telling uh, Matt here beside me, I was looking at 23, you know, just across our southern border. This does not count Canada, and this is only what we've caught, 560,000 pounds of narcotics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. across our southern oh. border. 
Yep. So oh. it's flowing through. I know. Like I just I figured seal. I'd tell you. I just seen those stats before I come in here because I got a thing tomorrow night's public women. So I was mm-hmm. doing some research. So hey, listen. Before we leave, I got to say one thing that people. You said something Saturday that's very interesting. And going along with this vote with my Arcus, you are very much a constitutionalist, meaning you follow what you, even with your speakership, you follow what the Constitution says. You don't get swayed by other people, and I think that. The people here in this district are very fortunate to have that with you. And, I, and I'm not just saying that as you're my congressman. I'm not just saying that as a sheriff. I'm saying as a friend and somebody that's knew you for 20-plus years probably. So we appreciate oh, thank that. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And look, I, I'm willing to take the hits knowing that I'm doing what the Constitution dictates. And, and frankly, it, it, it's not about me getting reelected. It's about doing the right thing and being able to look myself in the mirror knowing – I upheld the Constitution for the time I've been given to serve in this office. And if that risks re-election, well, that's what the Founding Fathers designed the system to do. Do the right thing and suffer the consequences. Uh, or go make your case that you did the right thing and, and the voters will support it. And I'm grateful for folks in Western North Carolina saying, no, we'll support you, even if we disagree with that particular decision. If it's derived from the Constitution, you go make the case. Um, we'll support you. Um, but all these folks that just want to not look their constituents in the eye and, and, and put the screws to them, they should be punished. Well, you uh, you got to do the right thing and uphold, well, uphold that's, the Constitution and our laws. Absolutely. And that's like the Mayor's vote. I agree with that because you've got to have – nobody said this is done. This is not the end of it. Things mm-hmm. are still – I mean, listen, he, the man's not scot-free. He right. obviously knows he's not doing his job. They've, the congressman and other members of Congress have held him accountable. He hears it every day. So – well, what I was going to say is, is you just said you've got to look them in the eye. And, and what I admire about you or appreciate is, you, is you're available. Just like Sheriff Campbell gives out his, uh, his, his cell phone number to the folks at the first night of the Citizens Academy, uh, and his door's always open for, for citizens to come in, like a revolving door, it seems like, coming in. But it's good stuff. And just like with you, Congressman, you, you get to hear the good with the bad, and we appreciate you being that face and being available and making yourself, um, you know, Coming on our show, coming to the D10 convention this weekend. You know, you're, you've got to be out there with the people, for the people, and we appreciate that. And we've got about a minute, Congressman. I just want to go through some of the comments. Hey, hello, Robert. Thank you, Robert Cockrell, again. Thank you, friend. We appreciate the job that you do for us and support us. Daniel, we appreciate it. Larry Cox, I understand totally. <laughs> uh, Daniel Jenkins, we appreciate it. And he said y'all did a great job electing Mike Johnson, Congressman. Just want to let you know that. Obviously, President Biden has some issues. Uh, we know that. Uh, one other one, I think somebody won't know when interest rates is going down. I think Fairman, uh, Chairman Powell has alluded or let, sent a great message on what I think interest rates is going to do, at least me, what I think they're going to do over the next year. The economy is right where they want to on inflation. I hope it will go down. And uh, if you want to say anything of that, and Heather Gessler said we appreciate you very much. Thank you all. You all have a good day. Hey, have be a great safe. Thanksgiving. Be safe. You too. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Ira, we'll was, be back. That was a pretty cool that show. Was great, great show. We Hope everybody that. enjoyed it. Uh, yep. You can listen to it online anytime, and we will be back next Wednesday. Yep.